This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So 25 years ago the world looked rather different as you can imagine. The World Wide Web had only been around since the start of the decade. If you wanted to look something up or some information or the meaning of a word, you would have had to pick up a dictionary or an encyclopedia rather than search for it on the internet. 1998 was the year that France won the FIFA World Cup. Um, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. TKZ pulled Benny McCarthy into a studio to record Shibobo. And on the 4th of September at Stanford University in California, Google was born. The world's most popular search engine started as a research project uh, by Larry Page and Sergey Brin and was originally known as, wait for it, Backrub. Now imagine that, talking about uh, just Backrabbit. No, no, thank goodness somebody came up with Google. All right, so let's talk up to the Google South Africa's country uh, manager, Dr. Alistair Mukwena. Ali Mukwena, what were you doing in 1998? How's it, TT? And uh, morning to the PFM <laughs> listeners. Thank goodness it's Friday. Absolutely. So in 1998, TT, I was working at Unilever mm. as a marketing trainee. And uh, we were all very excited. As all it. other marketing trainees have done. <laughs> the University of Marketing, as yeah. we to call it. Yeah. yeah. But my word, what a world, I mean, what a, a journey it has been for this company now. I mean, how do you actually describe, I mean, in, your, in the way that you define yourself as a business, how do you describe what Google is now in 2023? Do you know, TT, what permeates the organization is the company's mission. And I know it's quite trite to say, you know, every company lives up to its mission. But it really is true about Google. When uh, Larry and Segi started Google, the mission was, and still remains, to organize the world's information, make it universally accessible mm. and helpful. Mm. So, I mean, everybody that works at Google understands the enormous responsibility of connecting the world's information and making it accessible to people. So mm. we talk about how are we helping the world? How are we helping users? How are we helping customers every day? Mm. So it's it's very exciting. But, you know, as, as they say, with, with uh, great power comes great responsibility. Mm. Um, and it's something we don't take lightly. Right. And, I mean, the, the obviously, you know, you look at the domination that uh, um, the company has had in this space. I mean, there there were, at the time that Google um, came in, other search engines. I think Yahoo comes to mind. What gave, What do you believe has given Google the edge? We're constantly asking ourselves the question, what if, what if, what if? I mean, for example, with search, the big question was, what if we indexed all the websites in the world and put them in one place um, so that when someone wants to access information, they mm. just put in a word and if it matches the website, it comes up, you know? And then for things like YouTube, the question was, what if we created a platform where people could share whatever they, they, they create? Mm. And then we're like, but what if we made it easy for people to find their way around the world? And that's how Google Maps came up. Mm. And even then, because we've got this divine discontent, we're never satisfied. We're always asking questions. How do we take society further through our imagination? And we said, what if we enable people to be able to see a street anywhere in the world 
um, in you know in great detail, and that's mm. how you know Street View came up, and so on and so forth. So I suppose there's this constant quest, um, TT, to really be more helpful and to to ensure that the power of technology is placed in everybody's hands, um, so that everybody benefits mm. from technology, and it almost becomes this tide that lifts all boats. Mm. How do you see the future then? I mean, it's very easy to assume that, uh, that being the dominant force that Google is right now, that that will always be the case. But of course, history has taught us that, I mean, where's Nokia right now? Where's Kodak? Those were all market leaders and dominated the, the, the various uh, uh, industries. What does the future look like? I mean, from a Google point of view, without disclosing your greater strategies? Your- no, no, sure. Mm. I mean, I think, I think the future belongs to those who shape it, right? So, mm. The most exciting technology right now is artificial intelligence. It is, it's going to be bigger than, you know, the internet itself is going to be bigger than, you know, uh, moving from telephony to, to mobile. It really has the power to, 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 to change the world if used responsibly, right? So mm. we have to continue to be, to be bold, but we need to be responsible about it. That's why, you know, we, we actually do have principles around AI development. It has to be safe for society. It has to benefit society. Mm. Um, it needs to avoid things like misinformation, disinformation, and remove bias. It needs to be grounded in scientific, you know, um, theory. It must be uh, sort of verifiable because there's a lot of fake news in the world. So mm. I think AI is definitely the future, and and we can see. I mean, we're already thinking about how can we use AI to help mm. prevent natural disasters. Now today, we're using AI for flood predictions. We can predict, you know, within say, um, seven days, based on historical data sets and say, listen, there's a flood coming, evacuate people. You can do the same with, with, um, you know, sort of forecasting the migration of locusts, Mm -hmm. which will destroy crops, which will undermine food security. That's now possible. Mm. Titi, I don't know if you've noticed, like, when you fly 30,000 feet above sea level, there's, Mm. like, these, um, you know, sort of um, straight lines um, of ice that form, and it's basically coming out of an aeroplane engine. We call them contrails. Mm. Those things can be quite dangerous because they they increase the the cooling and the warming of the atmosphere. Oh. Cooling is fine, but warming leads to climate change, and and you know so things like that. We've now with yeah. the use of AI, we've been able to predict routes that um, you know um, will not result in contrails mm. being formed and so on uh, because you know they they, they actually mm. have sort of different atmospheric conditions right. and, and you know stuff like that is about how do you use you know, technology every day you touched on it yeah you touched you open a whole can of worms by talking AI because that's a whole conversation on its own and I would love to uh, go there soon with you but uh, thank you so much for coming on and you know congratulations on this landmark for you as a business and particularly in the work that you're doing um, for, uh, in South Africa you know uh, it's been cool talking to you man I was telling people about you the other day uh, earlier on to say that uh, my claim to fame is that uh, I went to school with doctors. Last week I had Tebe Mudubi on here. Now I've got Dr. Ali Mugwin. <laughs> yeah, we grew up together. No, but Titi, thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, happy to talk about technology any day with you. We must help society. Um, it's there for free. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. That's Dr. Alistair Mugwina, uh, Google South Africa's country director. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.